What's going on, Badger fans? Happy New Year's Eve. Um, I hope everyone's doing great. I hope you're crushing it. Let's talk a little bit about the year that was. Let's look at LSU a little bit. Let's look at some some players I'm excited to watch in this game. Um, I'm glad you're here with me if it's live. If not, no worries. I hope you're having an incredible time wherever you are. This is an exciting time, and it's a fun time to celebrate with the community. So happy New Year's. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, a New Year's edition of Locked On Badgers going into the new year. Uh, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And let's just talk about it. Let's play a little fireworks. Um, it, it, it's all here. Like, what a year 2023 was, Badger fans. Good, bad, and a lot in between. Um, a great year for, I hope, everybody. And uh, let, let's talk about a little bit. I want to start here, though. And I apologize because I, I haven't really covered this, and it's something I wanted to do, and I didn't find the best time to do it. I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the people we lost. Um, and for anybody out there, if you lost anybody this year, like my heart goes out to you. I, I was lucky enough. I didn't, um, Herb Cole passed away. Somebody I haven't had a chance to talk about on this show, 88 years old, born in Milwaukee, died in Milwaukee, went to the university of Wisconsin, the son of a Polish immigrant father, um, Russian immigrant mother became a incredibly successful as everybody knows in state politician ended up donating $25 million to the University of Wisconsin. Everybody knows the name, the Cole Center. Um, but he's also done a ton of filth. Phil, I can never pronounce that word, but a ton of charitable work, right? He has grants that provide education benefits to teachers, students. Um, he gave one, one and a half million dollars to a uh, public affairs uh, research committee, basically promoting public research. I mean, he has done incredible works with his life. Uh, instrumental in keeping the Milwaukee Bucks in, in Wisconsin. Rest in peace. Like, um, what a loss. What a loss for not just the Badgers, right? What a loss, not for just for Wisconsin, but just for humanity, for people, you know, to lose somebody like that. It sucks. Um, this is something that he said once. And I, I remember seeing this quote years ago from Herb Cole, and I always thought I really liked it. And it's probably even more um, more appropriate or more apropos in today's culture. He once said, I will vote my hopes and not my fears. And I think we could all use like a little bit more hope sometimes just in the world we live in and the chaos and some of the division. And this is not, and never will be a political show. That's, this is as much as I will get into that realm, even though I have my own thoughts on things, but yeah, let's, let's look more towards our hopes and not our fears. Let's, I think that's a great message. If you could sum up some of what Herb Cole is and he has some other great quotes out there, but I always thought this one was really good. Um, Walt McGorry. Badgers uh, foot basketball player uh, out of Edina, Minnesota, spent four years at Wisconsin, was diagnosed with a really aggressive form of bone cancer. Um, he passed away this year as well. Uh, this is something he said. I've been knocked around or knocked down countless times, but I will uh, keep picking myself up until we find it, uh, until we find the cure. This disease has taken a lot from me, but it will never take my uncompromising will. Yeah, there was a GoFundMe 
uh, for him. He, he announced that surgeons had removed approximately 20 tumors from his, his lungs, but they couldn't remove the approximately 30 to 40 other tumors from everybody I've ever heard talk about Walt. Like, he's just an incredible guy um, and far, far too young. Like, I, I look at my kids and my boys, and it's just like the life that, you know, he was robbed of, you know, it just stinks. So Walt McGorry, uh, rest in peace as well. That It's just so young. I mean, unbelievable. Um, so I definitely want to talk a little bit about that and just mention it because like, that's part of it, right? You, you lose people in a year, you have great times, bad times. And those are two badgers that we lost in 2023. So, and again, if anybody out there lost anybody this year, I'm so sorry. Um, and I, I hope you're doing good. You know, if you didn't, you're one of the lucky ones like the rest of us. Um, all right, let's, let's get into some comments here. Um, John Berger says, I didn't know Cole passed away. Good guy and a Senator. All right. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into some comments. Let's get into some thoughts. I also want to talk a little bit about like the biggest stories of the year and just kind of what this year was the biggest and best things from the football side, right? The Badgers got the ax back. You, you want to talk about um, great things that happened this year from the football perspective, signed one of the best recruiting classes in Badger history. I think we all love the momentum there from the recruiting side, obviously got the ax back. Right. He beat Minnesota, ended that. I wouldn't say it's a trend, but you ended that like mini trend, um, which is definitely is definitely nice to see. Uh, basketball side, right. You look back at where we were last year going to the NIT. That's definitely not an ideal start to the basketball year of 2023 for the Badgers. But I think if you're an optimistic fan, you look back at 2023 as the year the Badgers signed Daniel Freitag. They signed, uh, they brought in AJ Store and they signed John Blackwell. I I think that is what's going to be the big positive outlook or takeaway from 2023 for the Badgers. This is this influx of that, that talent, those three guys, specifically those three guys, right? Free tag, who's going to come on campus next year, I think still is is one of the bigger gets of the Great Garden era. Um Really, really good player. I think he's going to be really good for Wisconsin. And then you added Blackwell, who nobody saw coming. Nobody saw this coming except for Maybe Cannonell in the Discord, who before the season called him the team MVP. Uh, but nobody else has really seen this coming. Then you also brought in AJ Store. I think that's definitely going to be the the end up being the big takeaway from 2023 for the Badgers. Um yeah, I see some people in the chat already. We're gonna get some more of these comments in here. Logan says, Happy New Year. Commandant says Packers are still alive for the playoffs. That's a good night. Let's go, Commandant. Adam says, Happy New Year's Badger fans. Let's wake up and get a win tomorrow. Yes, sir. Commandant says, you always want to win, but I can't get fired up for any of these bowl games except for the teams in the playoffs. I just want to see how some of our young players look. That's the thing I want to hit on. It's actually something Justin and I were talking about a little off uh, in between one of our random text sections. And it's just what what matters in this bowl game to people. For me, it's it's not really impactful in the big picture, but what matters is some of the young players. And what, let me see if I can fix my camera. Sometimes it goes, oh, that's even worse. Oh, my gosh. Maybe for it's <laughs> terrible. If you're watching on YouTube, I apologize. Um, I gotta fix this camera at some point. Oh, it's terrible. It'll refocus. And if not, I don't know. It's a live show. It's the, the magic of technology. Um, let me try one more thing here. Nope, that is no better. Holy moly. This this looks like every security footage that you see trying to determine who did a crime. They're like, this this footage is so granular, it's so terrible. Um, yeah, I just, there's players I want to see. There's players I'm interested in. And I think that's really the key, but the outcome's not that big of a deal to me. It's not that important. 
and let's see. We'll get into the, some of the players we're interested in as well. Pat Le Pat Lambert says Happy New Year. So I've sometimes been fooled by people that jump in the chat um, with a name. Is my camera going to get fixed? How embarrassing would it be, by the way, if Pat Lambert joins the show and my camera fuzzes out? This never actually happens if he's actually watching. <laughs> such such amateur hour. Um, so we're going to take a quick break here again. I want to talk about some of the people we lost this year. Wish everybody an incredibly happy New Year's. And we're going to talk about the LSU game. Why I think the Badgers are going to win. I keep seeing, even on other Badger podcasts, man, this pessimism. Yeah, we have to take a look at what LSU doesn't have at the quarterback spot, right? There is 4,000 passing yards and 1,100 rushing yards that are not going to be there for the LSU offense. That's a bigger deal than people are making out to be. So we're going to come back with that. Commandant says this looks like... This looks like my TV picture from the 1960s. I This is ridiculous. Let me just try one more thing, guys. What a way to wrap up 2023, y'all. Um, we're going to take a quick break for friends of the show. Come back and talk a little bit about this LSU Bowl game, plus five players that I can't wait to see. Coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show, as I also try to fix my camera. A quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel remains the number one spot for all of your betting needs, um, futures, parlays, teasers, it's all there. And again, if you guys know me and you've listened to the show a lot, you know I have money on the Suns winning the finals, which, for being honest, that doesn't look like a great bet. But I also have the Niners in the Super Bowl. They just clinched the one seed. It's all there on FanDuel, the fastest, simplest, easiest way. Uh, my camera's still darked up. This is unbelievable. Um, the fastest, simplest, easiest way to make all your sports bets. It's all there on FanDuel, and it's easy to use. Quick payouts. There's a reason we do it. And there's a great offer right now. If you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, use a $5 money line bet. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets if your bet wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, the official partner of the National Football League. All right. I have got to fix this camera. It is killing me right now. Um, Mike Witt says Packers 49ers NFC Championship game. Ryan, y'all don't want that. I know there's Packer fans that listen to this. Um, Y'all do not want that. I have This thing is driving me nuts. Mark D says, I'm just waiting for Ryan's internet to die the way the camera's acting. <laughs> John Berger says, hold on. I'm going to go to the roof to adjust the antenna for better reception. Uh, Y'all guys are amazing. Mitch says, get locked on to buy you a new camera. Oh, it's there. We did it. We did it, y'all. We did it. Okay. Let's talk about this LSU game. Because I, I see so much pessimism with it. And I get it. Like, LSU has a ton of skill, a ton of athletes, two incredible receivers. I mean, absolutely, absolute ballers, that receiver, right? You're talking about Malik Neighbors and Brian Thompson. That's 2,500 combined uh, receiving yards, 29 touchdowns. They each averaged 18 yards per catch. Uh, Malik is explosive, fast. He's terrifying in open space. Uh, Brian Thomas is, is this big 6'4 guy with uh, long arms. That's a terrifying duo receiver, right? Absolutely terrifying. LSU is favored by nine in this game, but their quarterback's gone. You know, like, I, I don't feel like people are taking this into enough, a, a big enough account here. Their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, is gone. That's 40 passing touchdowns. That's 1,100 rushing yards. It's 11 rushing touchdowns. I mean, in steps Garrett Nussmeyer, certainly a guy with a familiar college football name, and a guy who was a four-star quarterback in the 2020 class, but he's he's thrown 170 passes in three years. He's got eight career touchdowns and six picks. Now, I, I certainly don't need to remind Badger fans that a backup quarterback 
uh, Cardale Jones <laughs> can come in and light somebody up, but he he could be terrible. I mean, he could he could be nervous. He could force passes. It could be, the moment could be a little too big for him. Um, I I just I think the Badgers win. I, I I got this feeling that the Badgers win, and um, I left my Fanduel thing up there. I got a little bit on Fanduel on the Badgers as well. I don't know, man. Like it's hard to just say. It's not just throwing in a backup quarterback. There are not many offenses in college football where the quarterback played a bigger part in in that offense, right? In that ecosystem. Jaden Daniels wasn't just the driving force of this offense. He he was the the engine, the suspension. He was the uh, electronic ignition. I'm not a car guy either. I'm just making these terms up as I go. But he was he was all of it outside of again. He had two really good receivers. The offensive line's good. Um, but he was such a huge part of it that just removing him, it's not going to be as easy as people think and just plug in a backup four-star quarterback and those two great receivers, let's go. That's going to really cause some issues potentially. So I I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of feeling it tomorrow. I am curious what everybody thinks. Bo Dragon says, how many garbage uh, quarterbacks did the Badgers face this year that put up 20? A couple. John Kafura says, Happy New Year, Ryan. Um, Timothy Palm says, hopefully LSU doesn't come to play. So I talked to an LSU reporter and I also listened to a couple of LSU podcasts. It sounds like they're pretty invested in this game. Um, you got to give credit to LSU, to Brian Kelly, even though you may not really want to give credit to Brian Kelly, but he is a coach that built, I mean, very few players at LSU opted out. There's definitely guys that are draftable. There's guys that are going to go to the draft. They didn't opt out of this. You look at what happened at Florida state, what's happened in a few other places. You know, he was able to keep most of his guys there in this game. They want to win 10 games. Winning 10 is a big deal for them. I think they're going to be pretty motivated, but I, I think the motivation thing is important, but it, it at times gets a little overblown too. You know, I think some of that goes out of the window after the first couple snaps after you hit somebody, and it's going to come back to the fact that the biggest part of LSU's best thing this year, their offense, their explosive plays, is their quarterback, and he's not there. Now, Wisconsin has issues too, right? Um, not having Braylon now, it's a big deal. That That's obviously a huge part of this offense. It's been the driving force in the last couple wins they've had. That's a big deal. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I have a feeling like Wisconsin's going to win this. Maybe um, I'm just being optimistic. Maybe I'm being being happy about it. Maybe it's New Year's Eve and I'm just excited to talk to y'all and I'm, I want to share that excitement, but I have a feeling they win this game. And I, I have a feeling a big part of that is because LSU's Garrett Nussmeyer, the quarterback that's going to be starting for them, isn't going to be a fraction of what Jaden Daniels is. Um, I was talking to an LSU guy, also listened to his podcast, and they were talking specifically about Garrett Nussmeyer, the LSU quarterback. Talented kid, no doubt about it. But he specifically said, we have no idea what we're going to get from him. Like, I asked him, what, what are reasonable expectations for Garrett Nussmeyer? And he said, mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's really literally what he said. He kind of shrugged his shoulders like, I don't know. I, we really don't know. So I think there's a window there where if it if it doesn't start off quickly for him, it can snowball a little bit, Badgers get a lead, and then they hold on. All right, let's get some comments here. Uh, Commandant says, don't move, Ryan. Otherwise, the camera will go out of adjustment again. Uh, Adam says, did I drink too much already? No, you, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Maybe you have. How much have you had to drink, Adam? Uh, let's keep going here. A couple more comments. Um, Patrick Minahan says, I honestly think we lose by 10 to 15. Listen, if, if Jaden Daniels is playing, yeah, we lose by probably 15. Uh, but 
he's not playing. I just I think people are underselling that element of it. Do you know partially why LSU has two receivers who put up 2,500 yards? It's because there's a quarterback in LSU's backfield that nobody can control. Like nobody, nobody can deal with Jaden Daniels. You know, you have to have a safety or or a linebacker to just spy on him. It's just to spy on him. When you do that, you take those guys out of coverage. That makes it easier on those receivers on the boundary. You take all of that out. The, the quarterback rush game is not nearly as effective for them. That means you can have more people in coverage. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Those those receivers they have are NFL receivers. It's probably the best duo in the country. Um, I say that without really putting any research into that comment, but it's it's one of the best duos in the country easily up there with what Washington has, what Ohio State can put on the field. It's incredibly good. But they lost their quarterback. Uh, it's just such a big deal. There's We talk about Braylon Allen, certainly Tanner Bordellini. Um, you know, there's there's players on, on Wisconsin as well that have, have opted out. Jason Matry, you could add all those players up, and it's no disrespect to any of them. I mean, I just had B.A. on the show the other day. I love talking to him. He was a baller. But you can add all of those guys up, and they don't equal the impact that Jaden Daniels had this year just because they're not quarterbacks. They didn't put up 50 combined touchdowns. So I'd have some faith, Badger fans. That's a huge loss for them. Uh, John Berger says, Mordecai cannot score 30 points, period. We need 30 to win. If J.D. was playing, we need to score 50. Yeah, J.D. would put up points on us, but he's not playing. Like, I, So I, I'm not as worried about it. Uh, Timothy Palm says, even with a new quarterback, we, Wisconsin doesn't have the horses on D to hold LSU under 35. I just want to see who steps up for Wisconsin. John Berger still wants to see Cole LaCrue. Hunter Wohler from Bow Dragon will have 45 tackles. Um, Bo Dragon says Brian Kelly can recruit. I guarantee their backup quarterback is good. Their backup quarterback is highly rated, right? That doesn't always work out in cultural ball. And it certainly doesn't always work out last game of the season when he has to replace his starting quarterback. But for sure, like Bo, Brian Kelly recruits talent and, and LSU recruits talent. You put those two things together and they're going to have a ton of talent. No doubt about it. He's a four-star quarterback. But so is Graham Mertz, right? Like, so are a lot of four-star quarterbacks who maybe don't live up to that hype. By the way, the Badgers usually step up for bowl games. It usually matters. And I know that sounds silly, um, but I'm kind of buying in on this. And I don't think you're, you're just going to replace Jaden Daniels and that offense is going to score 35. I, I don't. I, I don't think that offense scores 35. I know Timothy said um, he thinks they do. And maybe he's right, by the way, Timothy Palm's comment. Maybe he's right, but I don't think so. I don't think they drop 35 with a brand new quarterback. I think it's going to be more in the 20s. And if it's in the 20s, the Badgers can beat them. They got to play well. You got to win the turnover battle. LSU still has a bunch of dudes, but I just, you, you, the best player that would have been on the field is no longer there. That's the biggest chess piece out there is Jaden Daniels. He's not playing. I don't think that's, I, I think that it's been talked about. Um, Bo says, what if the backup's better? The backup's not better, Bo. Jaden had 50 touchdowns this year. Um even, and by the way, he could be really good. Like, he could come out and Cardale Jones us, right? Where we're like, oh, that, that kind of stunk. Um, but he's not better than Jaden Daniels. He's not going to be better than Jaden Daniels in game one. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about young guys. Who are you most excited to see in the bowl game? I've got a list of five. I want your guys. Who are you really excited to see tomorrow? Because in many ways, that's the best part about a bowl game. When you're not in a playoffs, when you're not playing in the Orange Bowl, you just kind of want to see the future, right? You want to see the young guys. It's almost like going to a hybrid spring training game, and you, and you can see some of the the double A pitchers. Uh, you can see the the shortstop of the future. So I think that's really fun. I've got five guys I'm excited to see. I'm curious what your list is. 
Uh, we're going to come back and talk about that after the break. Also wanted to say thank you guys so, so much for this entire year has been incredible. And this community, everybody in this chat, um, Logan and Timothy, Craig, Bo, Mike, John, um, everybody's going to watch this tomorrow. Certainly Commandant, Rocktober, Playmaker, uh, Rajiv, Justin, everybody. Like, thank you so much. Uh, this last year, combining the YouTube views and the audio podcasts, we did about 2 million views. And that is humbling and mind-blowing to me. I hope to just continue to grow that. But um, if this is all it ever is, it's already more than I ever expected. So thank you. Uh, we will be doing our giveaway show next week, uh, which, again, all you have to be a subscriber. It costs you guys nothing. And it's just a way for me to say thank you. We're giving away. Uh, there's a Joe Thomas autographed helmet. There is a Bo Ryan autographed like floorboard. There is, I think, a Ron Dane autographed mini helmet with an inscription. So it's a lot of good stuff, guys. All right. Let's get into this. Um, let's start with this question, actually. This is from uh, Slim Lewis. With all the deserved attention to the new DB recruits, what about the possibility of Braden Moore and Amari Snowden having big roles next season? Well, so I think Braden Moore, hmm, it's it's interesting. So one of my guys that I'm really interested in watching this bowl game is Austin Brown. I, it feels like him and Braden Moore, Slim, could be competing for a spot a little bit. They're similarly sized safeties. Um Snowden, Snowden's super interesting because I still am not convinced he's going to play corner, right? I think he he still might be a bit of a safety. He may be a bit of a hybrid player. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm going to be fascinated to see and hear practice reports on him because he's one of the, the big upside guys on this defense. If he hits that cornerback, that's – I mean, if he hits that cornerback or safety, that's just a, a big, long-limbed athletic playmaker with, with some NFL traits. So I can't wait to see after a year in the system – another year in the strength and conditioning program. Let's see what he looks like in next spring, right? And if we're starting to get buzz about him, I'm going to get really excited because he's the type of guy that, I mean, forget Wisconsin, man. Like he's the type of guy most programs don't get if it works. All right, Let, let's go down to the players I'm excited to hear and and see and watch in this bowl game. I, I definitely want your list as well. Um, this is from Matt Agnew. He says, Allegro to Clona. Anthony Burrows and Tretch. That's a great list. A lot of receivers on that one. Slim says Allegro, Vinny Anthony. Um, here's what I got. Here's the five players I'm most interested in watching. Aaron Witt. I am, honestly, if if I could do this list, it would just be Aaron Witt, Aaron Witt, Aaron Witt, Aaron Witt, and Aaron Witt. I, I am, if he can get out there and play, I know that he was practicing. Um, there's a report that he won a one-on-one rep. If he can get out there and play, just personally, I'll be so friggin' happy for him. I it's not even anything more than that. Like I I can't imagine the kind of the personal frustration and the work he's put in to get back to where this point is. And we've heard about the the hype and, and not even hype stronger, but we've heard about buzz about him for a long time in the program, right? About how he's the type of guy that this defense is missing. And he's been hurt and hurt and hurt to put that effort in on rehab. If he goes out there and plays it to me, it's going to be so gratifying to see it. So not to mention, he could be a really good player for us. Aaron Witt's one. Kekahun is two for me. Definitely want to see, you know, the slot receiver, fresh, true freshman this year, big part of last year's class. If he can go out and make some plays, I'll be super excited. Jake Renfro, right? Let, let's go see Jake Renfro play. Oh my gosh. Am I excited for this? 
I am so excited for Jake Renfro. Uh, we spent an entire year talking about JR, right? The, the, the recruiting win. I had him listed as my number two portal win of the season last year, of the offseason, right behind Mordecai, um, former all-conference player. Like, Bordellini obviously opted out. This is an opportunity for Renfro to come in, maybe establish a spot, get some reps, build to next year. Um, and what a, what a great piece it could be. Now, it could be ugly, too. Let's be super clear on something. If you replace a center right before a bowl game, like bad things could happen. It, it may, it may blow up, but I would love if he plays well, maybe it solidifies things going into the next year. So Renfro's on my list. A bunch of y'all mentioned Vinny Anthony. He's on my list as well. That is um, Slim Lewis mentioned Anthony playmaker said, I want to see if Vinny Anthony can take the top off the LSU defense. Um, Mike Witt says, I'm excited for Tretch Quincy Declona. And it would be awesome to get some PT for Jamel Howard. Yeah, can we get our boy Jamel some some PT? Uh, that's a good one. <clears throat> uh, one other one I've got right now is Jake Cheney. Cheney might seem a little odd, but you just saw an offseason where we have aggressively loaded up on linebackers. I really want to see how Cheney plays because I like him. I think I'm the high guy on, on Jake Cheney. I like the intangibles. I think he's more athletic than people think. Like, I really do think there's some burst there. I, I definitely want to see how he plays. Is there a little fire lit there? Because I don't think just talking to his dad, I had his dad on the show. He's over at the Colorado staff now, just talking to his dad. I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to lay down and not compete. I think he's going to go out there and fight for a spot. And I think there's more juice there than people people think. And he's, listen, none of them, nobody on the roster is oblivious to roster additions, right? All the linebackers are seeing these linebackers coming in. That's That's not coincidental like they're saying oh these guys are coming in to take our spots i'm excited to see cheney play tomorrow i think he's gonna have a really good i think he's gonna have a good game i think he's gonna have a sneaky game commandant says tretch renfro jamel howard if he plays playmaker says if chris brooks is back want to see what he can do brooks is an interesting one like he i always like players that just bring something unique to a room chris brooks brings something unique to a room right he, he brings size and physicality. I mean, he's kind of almost like a tight end, but he plays receiver. He's got uh, really great bloodlines. His dad played at Nebraska. Um, I, I would be very excited to see him on the show as well, or not on the show on the field as well, see what he can do in this receiver group. I have a couple honorable mentions, Curtis Neal, because I think, you know, he first year he was injured. This was kind of his getting the rust off year. He could use a good game to kind of springboard into next year, and we need him. We need him to play well on the defense line next year because we still need more depth there. Austin Brown stepping into a bigger role, right, at safety. I'm excited to see what he can do again building into next year. Really big athletic safety. He was a guy, I mean, he stood out to me. He's really starting about the Ohio State game on. When he was on the field, his level of physicality is impressive. You know, big body guy that can just come up and stick people, runs pretty well. Really good um, four-star type of a kid out of uh, Illinois. I'm excited to see him play a, a bigger role tomorrow against LSU-type athletes, SEC-type athletes. I want to see how he stacks up in space against those guys. I thought he stacked up pretty well against Ohio State. Um, and let me give you another one. Even though there's some people in here who are a little salty about it, uh, JB, looking at you, I'm excited to see Tanner Mordecai. Um, maybe it's more – maybe it's more I'm excited to cheer for Tanner Mordecai. And that may sound silly. I don't know. This is a this is a player who I feel like he's played really hard this year. And he came to Wisconsin to try to improve his NFL stock. It obviously didn't happen. But a great game would be really beneficial for him. And I think he's given physically what he could to Wisconsin this year. Like it didn't 
This isn't what he wanted either. This is not the year Tanner Mordecai transferred in to have. I don't think he expected maybe some of the drops to happen. I think he expected maybe a little better play in certain spots. Um, I'm excited to see if he can come in and play really well and go out on a good note against an, an SEC defense. And that would do wonders for NFL folks watching. Like, listen, he's never going to be a high draft pick or even a mid-round draft pick, but maybe a really good game against LSU, some eyes get on him, and maybe he gets a, a camp invite, right? Maybe maybe he parlays that into a UDFA invite. I would be – like, at this point, I'm cheering for people. I'm cheering for careers. I'm cheering for futures. And – I think it's a long shot, obviously, but a good game against LSU would help. He came here to do bigger things than than it happened. And there's nothing that can change how the season unfolded. Like, you can't erase the season in a single bowl game. But I I am hopeful that he has a good game. I'd be excited for it. Um, all right, what else do we got here? Anything else? Mike Witt says, Snowden reminds me of a Cam Chancellor type. Uh, Bo Dragon says he's already ready for next year. We got one more game, Bo. That's the thing. There's so few college football games. Every one of them is exciting to me. Craig Reed says he's excited to see uh, Tretch, Vinny, uh, Brunner, Austin Brown, and Renfro. Some athletes, some receivers on there. Steve Mitchell says I'd like to see Renfro playing get through a game healthy. Agreed. I think it's New Year's now, guys. Like I, is it New Year's? Is it officially 12? My clock says 12. Did we hit New Year's on this one? I think we did. So, guys, happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year. Thank you for everything that you guys have done for the community. Again, if this is all the show ever gets to, it's already more than I ever expected it to be, which thank you so much for that. On Wisconsin, I think we have a little faith in tomorrow's game. I think we can beat LSU. I really do. Oh, it's true. Everyone else is watching Wisconsin. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, listen, from the East Coast to y'all, Happy New Year's. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Tony Fenton from Australia says, Happy New Year from Australia. Mike Witt says, really excited to see how Evers develops in the spring. I'm here for it. Like, no, nobody should write Evers off yet. Because athletically, he's he's really really good. Uh, we just need to see. He needs to he needs to pick it up, right? He needs to pick up the playbook. He needs to get get into the intangible side of the game. But he does that. Like Randall Cunningham type athleticism. Um, Matt Aiden says Happy East Coast New Year. Brian Scott says I just want a good game to lose. Happy New Year. Playmaker says it's not New Year's in Wisconsin yet, Ryan. You got another hour. Well, it's New Year's for me. I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, we'll definitely again talk tomorrow. We'll do a reaction show after the game as we always do. So hope this you there. Hopefully it's a good therapy session. We haven't had one in a while. But we're going to sign off. Um, in one hour, Happy New Year's to everybody watching in the Midwest. You guys are amazing and awesome. And uh, we'll end it here with Mike Witt saying Happy New Year. I'll echo that. On Wisconsin, and we'll talk later.